0: You're listening to Nitty Gritty Nursing with Nurse M, where she breaks down the nitty gritty basics of nursing concepts. Hello and welcome to Nitty Gritty Nursing with Nurse M. Today I'm going to try to break down hyperbilirubinemia, slash jaundice in the newborn and give you the nitty gritty basics of what you would want to consider if you're taking care of an infant who might have jaundice or if you're working in labor and delivery or on a mother baby unit and you're taking care of a baby and this is something you have to look out for because you're a really good nurse and this is what we do. So to begin with, let's start out by just laying the underpinnings of what hyperbilirubinemia is, which is just an excess of bilirubin that's been built up in the bloodstream, and jaundice is a co- is common in newborn babies because babies have a really high number of red blood cells in their blood, which are broken down and replaced quite frequently. And the problem with this is that um, the reason why we get the excess of bilirubin is due to a few different reasons. One, it can be due to an increased bilirubin production because there's that breakdown of the red blood cells, and the other reason is f- a, from a decreased conjugation of the red blood cells because the liver function, the, their livers are kind of immature. They're brand new newborns. It's not like the liver has had time to get become an expert at filtration. So because they have premature livers, they cannot break it down or these infants are not eating frequently enough and, you know, they are not... If you're not eating, you're not pooping, which means you're not excreting. So... When an infant gets jaundice, they get jaundice because the yellowing results from that buildup of bilirubin, which is just the byproduct of old red blood cells in the system. And now there's one of two kind of approaches of jaundice that your nursing school is likely going to want you to know. And it's either going to be physiologic jaundice versus pathologic jaundice. And pathologic jaundice is the one I'm going to start out with first. And pathologic, if you just think about the root of that word, it's pathologic. Pathology. And this is jaundice that is present at birth or within the first 24 hours of life. And what that basically means is when the infant is born, they're either yellow on birth or in the first 24 hours, they start to develop that jaundice color and you start to notice it within the first day of life. And it usually means that there's some sort of hepatic malfunction or early hemolysis of red blood cells. Either way, it needs immediate reporting to the provider and diagnostic testing because the infant is not going to get better just with the normal approach that we would take with physiologic jaundice. And physiologic, if you think about the root of that, is just like the physiology of it all, okay? Physiologic jaundice we classify as normal jaundice of the newborn. And this is that yellowing tinting that is going to appear after 24 hours in full-term newborns or after the first 48 hours in a premature newborn, okay? So if you've got pathologic jaundice, there's a pathology happening, something there's some sort of hepatic malfunction, and you see it at birth or within the first 24. Physiologic, or the physiology of the jaundice, right, is that it would occur after 24 hours. And there's quite a few risk factors in newborns that predispose them to to the development of jaundice. Some of those risk factors are going to be prematurity. If an infant is premature, they have a really immature liver, which is not going to be the best at filtering out that bilirubin, they have a higher likelihood of having jaundice. If an infant has excessive bruising at birth, that basically just means that there's an excess of free red blood cells that are breaking down, and the body then has to filter that out. Again, if you have an overload of red blood cells, old red blood cells that have escaped, caused some sort of bruising, the body has to break it down somehow, and a newborn's liver does not necessarily have the strength to do all of that. So when we think about excessive bruising, bruising. This can also mean like a cephalohematoma, which is that hematoma that forms on the head and that forms from small vessels breaking during the labor process if the infant's head is, you know, depending on the positioning, hitting the birth the pelvis of the birthing parent. Um, or it's from pressure of, let's say, forceps were used or some sort of vacuum extractor was used during the birth. Um the breaking of those small vessels will cause a hematoma on their head and that hematoma is bruising and that bruising is excess extra red blood cells that are broken that the body now has to try to deal with. Another risk factor is polycythemia and polycythemia is abnormally high concentrations of red blood cells and often in the newborn this results from post-maturity or if the birth parent had diabetes or if there was a twin-to-twin transfusion or Or if in utero, the fetus just had really low blood oxygen levels at any point, the body is then going to compensate with increasing the red blood cell count to be able to transport more potential oxygen. Well, by doing that, we now have more red blood cells that are going to fall apart, and then we have to dispose of them. Then the other two cases that are risk factors are going to be hemolytic disease of the newborn. That's the RH and ABO incompatibility. And then, infants of Asian descent have a higher likelihood of developing physiologic jaundice because research has shown that they inherently have higher bilirubin levels at birth than their Caucasian counterparts. Now, it's the if you if we were to look at it from um, this sort of spectrum, infants of Asian descent are going to have a higher likelihood of developing physiologic jaundice, followed by Native Americans, then Caucasians, then African Americans. And also, if the birth parent has type O blood or negative type blood, those infants also have a higher risk of developing jaundice. So, basically, what does this mean? What this means is if an infant develops jaundice... Now, again, pathologic jaundice is present at birth or within the first 24 hours, results from hepatic malfunction, figure out what the problem is, and address it in order to remedy the issue. Physiologic jaundice is going to occur after 24 hours in a full-term newborn or after 48 hours in a premature newborn. And basically, if we develop this jaundice and we catch it, What we'll see is these infants that have increased drowsiness. And because they get this increase in drowsiness, because they have the buildup of the bilirubin that they can't get rid of, think about your liver failure patients who develop terrible jaundice, right? They have... Way too much going on, but they often get confused or drowsy. Then, these infants, because of the drowsiness, are also going to be poor feeders. And that's a problem because if you are now, if an infant is now a poor feeder, we're going to have problems with their, them managing their glucose. Enter in evil triangle of transition, airway glucose thermoregulation. There's a whole, I have a whole podcast on the triangle of transition for newborns. Go and listen to that because jaundice plays a role into that. Because if an infant develops physiologic jaundice and it's not caught, they will become drowsy, they will stop or have poor feeding, and then they will enter into the evil triangle of transition. So how do we treat this and how are we going to respond? Well, the biggest thing and the one most frequently associated with jaundice is phototherapy, is the blue or the green light. And what that basically does is it converts the unconjugated bilirubin to conjugated bilirubin which can then be excreted in bowel movements now if an infant is going to have this done they need to be have um, eye little eye protection protection because the blue green light can damage those eyes the other big thing that as nurses we need to do is increase their fluid intake increase the fluid intake And fluid in a newborn is going to be feedings, whether that's formula, you know, or breast milk. So they really need, we need to increase the fluid intake because the more they eat, the more these babies are going to poop and the more they're going to excrete excrete the (laughs) conjugated bilirubin that we've converted from the phototherapy. Sometimes if we're going to do it, this approach sometimes these babies will also need IV fluid because there will be an insensible water loss from the phototherapy itself. So if you think about like, if you go out and you are sitting in the sun on a beach, you sweat quite a bit. The same can be said for these newborns. And it's not like they've got a surplus of fluid by which they get to lose. So if when we treat physiologic jaundice with phototherapy, we need to keep that in the back of our mind that these infants, A, both need eye protection, and B, may need IV fluid to decrease any lethargy and increase the insensible water that they are losing. So we want to replace that fluid that they're losing through the blue or the green light. And also these blue and green lights can be delivered either via an overhead light projector. And there's also blankets that currently exist as well. So jaundice in a nutshell, if an infant is born yellow with jaundice, it's a pathologic issue. And that jaundice is present at birth or within the first 24 hours of age, indicates hepatic malfunction and needs immediate diagnostics. If the jaundice develops after the first 24 hours in a full-term infant or after 48 hours in a premature infant. And usually where we see this is we catch this on days two and three when the parents bring the infant in for their, you know, well, child check within the first week. Normally, that's when it gets catched, and that jaundice moves in a cephalocaudal direction. So, usually, it starts at the head and it'll move towards the tailbone. It increases the drowsiness, and these infants tend to have poor feeding. And it, we can treat it with either increasing oral fluids because the more we feed an infant, the more they'll poop, the more they'll excrete and that phototherapy, which converts the unconjugated indirect bilirubin to conjugated or direct bilirubin, which can then be excreted. So in a nutshell, that's all I've got on jaundice in the newborn, knowing that I am not a newborn nurse, but that's how I break it down in my brain. That's the nitty gritty of it. So go forth, keep on learning, look up things like in your reference books if you need to.